I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Are you wearing foundation? I'm wearing like a powder. Ugh, powder doesn't work on me. I have to wear, I either have to wear foundation or nothing. I'd wear it. Okay, I'm going in. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In this week's episode, we discuss why sometimes it's a good idea not to take the meeting. And then I will share how a recent touch of pneumonia reminded me that we should actually listen to our bodies, not ignore them and just expect them to keep up. In the mailroom, we'll answer a question about feeling like the weak link in a partnership. Then we have hits and bombs. We have a mutual bomb this week and a hit for our fellow writers. Yes, but first, an update. In episode 110, I tried to convince Liz to take up <laughs> roller skating just for the fun of it. Um, and we got some amazing responses from our listeners. Um, Laura in our Facebook groups started inline skating pretty seriously, it sounds like. Like, she's a pretty intense inline skater. And she loves it. Yeah, she thinks it's inspiring and fun. Yeah. And our friend Marie Brazil encouraged me to try rollerblading, which is like a big step up, I think, uh, going from like nice, solid roller skates hmm. to those thin, mm -hmm. you know. But I, they do rent them at the um, skating rink, mm. so I might try it. I might try that, Marie. And then Amanda in our Facebook group said that you and Violet should check out the roller derby. I think that's a great Violet idea. Violet would love that. She would Absolutely love it. She LA would go dolls out right? of her mind. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are getting deep into roller skating of all kinds, um, Sarah, and, yeah. and, and the <laughs> idea of becoming this amazing roller skater. And then June wrote in to say that she cracked a tailbone skating. Yes. And Jen in Australia sent a picture of herself in a hospital bed yeah. with a cast that she got when she went roller skating at her niece's birthday party and broke her wrist. Yeah, and it's like a real, like, hospital picture with, <laughs> yeah. like, the oxygen in the nose yes. and the whole thing. 
and I was like, oh, God, is it worth this? I don't know. So there definitely were people on both sides of that <laughs> debate. Um, but so we're also, we're always looking for other things that are pure fun. Like Violet recently learned to ride a bicycle. Mm. Um, and so I went and got like a used kind of beach cruisery bike. And Very I've been cute. riding with her. Oh, my God, it's so cute. I love it so much. I named it the Purple People Eater. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and so we've been riding bikes. And then Kathy sent an email saying she started paddleboarding at 60. Um, so that I could see doing, paddleboarding. I am dying to go paddleboarding. Paddle boarding. I don't know why I can't say it. I'm dying to go paddle boarding. It looks like the most fun thing. Um, and then, Sarah, we have to mention that Tammy emailed and said we should have a Happier in Hollywood meetup at Skateland in L.A. Now, would you skate if we did that? <sighs> I don't know. That's a <laughs> qu- question mark on that one. I would definitely eat nachos, which I assume they have there. Oh, they do. And ices, I think. Okay. Yeah. We'll think about it. I, I, I don't think. I know. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it is, don't take the meeting. Yeah, and Sarah, I love this because usually we give the advice, take the meeting. You know, we are, take the meeting, you never know what it'll lead to. It's good to show up, it's good to be known. It might, you know, somehow six months later, this meeting might have been important. But as my sister Gretchen Rubin likes to say, the opposite of a truth is often (laughs) also true. So this time, now we're saying, don't take the meeting. Don't take the meeting. There does come a time, and we have reached that time, when it's just too much. Yeah. So... Because we've been in the process of figuring out what are we doing next. And what we're doing this season is developing. So Mm -hmm. we're figuring out what projects we are going to commit to developing. And we've been talking about that on the podcast. And a big part of that is meeting with many, many people, studios, producers, um, sometimes directors, other writers. And so we've been doing that, but now we've reached a point where instead of going wide with the meetings, we need to start going deep on the projects. Yes, because what people might not know also is that every single meeting we go to, it's not just about one project. It's about multiple projects. We could get a list of 10 things from every meeting because other people are also casting about trying to find people who are interested in their multitude of projects. Some places have like 20 things they're trying to find writers for. It can get really overwhelming. Yeah, and it was getting to the point where we couldn't even decide, like, what we thought about different ideas because there were just too many in our head and too many people that we really liked, that Mm -hmm. we'd like to work with. So, you know, we were just like, oh. We hit the meeting wall. We hit the meeting wall, and then a few things just kind of kept bubbling to the surface of, like, okay, these are the ideas and the situations that make sense. Mm -hmm. And so now what we're doing is we're not taking new meetings. We are instead maybe having follow-up meetings. Right. I.e., we're we're going further down the road with people as opposed to starting new roads. Yes. And it's a relief, I have to say. It is. Yeah. Because it was, as we said, a cacophony of choice. Yeah. And now it's, you know... It's thinning out. Yes. And the going deep part is the more fun part also, where you really start to—that's where the creativity comes in. Yes. 
the wide part is just like hearing this, hearing that, thinking about this, thinking about that. And I, I'm, I want to like kind of hit again what you were saying about what bubbles up, mm. because it's really true when you hear a hundred ideas, and we probably heard more than a hundred, but I'll just yeah. say a hundred. If there are three that make you think about them again, or let's say ten that make you think about them again and then are worth sort of discussing slightly deeper. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a week later, say there's six that you're still yeah. kind of ruminating on. And then it goes down and down. Like, those are the ones that, you know, really speak to you. Yes, where we'll be able to pro- hopefully produce something great. Yeah. And we got an email from Lori recently saying that a mindset of plenty helped her be resilient and recover from disappointments. Um, and it's brilliant. I, um, it makes so much sense to me. And But I also thought it really applies to this mm. as well. Because it's like part of feeling like you have to take all the meetings is a sense that there won't be more. Mm, mm-hmm. That like, no, we have to talk to everyone about everything because, you know, like, this is it. When, in fact, if you come at it from a mindset of plenty, it's like, we can start saying no to meetings because there will be other meetings. Yes. If the things that we're going deep on end up falling through, we can take more meetings. It's okay. Yes. There there will be more. There yes. is plenty. So we don't have to say yes to everything. Yes. So thank you, Lori, because it helped me sort of process all of this stuff. Yes. I'm thinking of it mindset from a mindset of, of plenty. plenty. I like it. Yes. All right. Well, Sarah, to sum this up, I'm glad we took all the meetings we did. We had a lot of amazing meetings, and I'm even more glad that we can start saying no (laughs) to some meetings because it was just getting to be too much. Fatiguing. I'm ready to go deep. Yes. It's exciting. All right. Next up, we have Take a Hike, but first, a little break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it is time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss um, something related to our mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today, it's physical, and it's inspired by your recent bout of pneumonia. Yes. So today's Take a Hike is listen to your body. Seems obvious, but I think most of the time we don't. Um, So we're just reminding ourselves and reminding everyone. Um, Because I got a cold recently, and I was like, nah, I'm fine, whatever. So, of course, I pushed myself. I did all the things I would have done if I didn't have a cold. And then I got totally exhausted and got pneumonia. 
Yeah, I mean, you were at the point where we were out, um, and you were like, I don't even know if I can drive home. Yeah. And then I'm like, ooh, this is not just a cold. You're really sick. Yes. I There was... I realized when I was so fatigued that I, like, sort of couldn't function. Like, there's something more going on here. So I went to the doctor right away um, and, you know, got on antibiotics and everything is totally fine now, although I'm a little, like, hoarse and I cough a lot in the mornings. But it's like, I should have just, like, when I first got sick, rested. Well, and I will say, you got a horrible cold at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And in some ways, you almost never recovered from that. Like, I keep thinking you were kind of <laughs> compromised, and so you then got pneumonia. Totally. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, but and if I'd listened to my body better in January, then I the whole, like, spiral effect, I think, wouldn't have happened. Yes, I think that's absolutely true. So you ended up losing more time right. because you just didn't take the initial time you needed. Yeah. Um, now, because of this, we did all the things that we hate to do. We pushed meetings. <laughs> yes. We ended our work days, like, very early. Uh-huh. Um, you I took, took lots naps. of naps. It was um, so, that was nice, I have to say. Um, so, yeah, so your illness was kind of a, like a vacation for me, <laughs> That's the weird thing is when one of us is sick, the other one is like, right. woo, free time. Yep. <laughs> uh, but um, but it, it really is true that sometimes you just have to stop. Yeah, because we always feel like we're going to be fine and like we have to do all of these things when in fact probably most things can be pushed or rescheduled and like prioritize yourself. One thing this made me wonder, though, Liz, is do you, are you better at listening to your body than me because you're diabetic and you're checking in with your body all the time? Like, multiple times a day, you're kind of checking in with yourself. Well, I'm certainly aware of my blood sugar level. You know, I mean, if I'm low, if my blood sugar is low, I have to address it. It cannot wait. I'm probably less good at dealing with it being high because high, although long-term high blood sugar is extremely damaging, in the moment, it it doesn't affect you the way low blood sugar does. Right. Um, But I have, I mean, I do think having diabetes in general has made me much more aware of my body um, and what's going on with it. I go to the, for one thing, I go to the doctor like every six weeks. Yeah. So it is easy for me to bring something up. If I have an issue because I'm there. Yes. You know, I may not make an appointment to go ask about something, but if I'm there, then I might as well ask. Right. So in that sense, I do think it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I mean, we, I should be more aware as well. I'll tell you what I do. I obsessively wash my hands. Oh, God, and that I'm is so good. I'm convinced that that is why, knock on wood, I haven't gotten any of your illnesses <laughs> this year. Yet. Yes. <laughs> I hope you don't. Yeah, I feel like I wash my hands all the time, but I don't know. Part of it is the kid thing. Yes, young children, the older they get, the less often you get sick. That's yeah. just a fact. Yeah, no, and I, d- I do get sick less now that Violet's older. This is just a particularly bad era. The the point is, listen to your body. I mean, I talked about, Sarah, on Happier um, that, you know, I had this thing in my stomach that I was feeling, and I didn't ask my doctor about it because I was scared. And the point is, you know, you had a cold. It wasn't necessarily scary, but You've got to check in and ask what's going on. Yeah. Well, and the simplest thing we can do is listen to our bodies when they say they want rest. Yes. Like, go to bed. Go to bed. I'm working on this. And, like, when your body says it needs healthy food, have healthy food. Or if it needs to move more, move more. Like, 
all of these things then add to the cumulative effect of our overall health. So I am lecturing myself about this <laughs> daily. And I literally feel like if I can teach Violet, if I can just one lesson, listen to her body, I will feel like I've succeeded as a parent. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, like, it's, it's the baseline. We can't be good at anything else or to anyone else if we're not okay. Yeah, so we are going to listen to our bodies and push ourselves, but only to our limits, not beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Liz, it's time for our mailroom segment. We have a very interesting question from Linda. She wrote, Hi, Liz and Sarah. Thanks for the great podcast. I'm curious to know whether there are times when either of you feel like the weak link in your partnership, and if so, how you handle these. I work with a partner in a different industry, and I struggle with these feelings sometimes. To clarify, this isn't about who is doing the most work, but rather that at times I feel like I don't have any good ideas or that my partner's expertise is superior to mine, etc. Thanks in advance for any advice. Oh, my. Well, I think I struggle with this more than you do. There are lots of times I feel like the weak link. But I think— And I thrash around. (laughs) It's very upsetting. (laughs) But I think—I don't know that you struggle with it more than I do. I think you struggle with it more openly, maybe. But, Uh. like—because there are 100%, yes, I think in every partnership, and certainly in ours, times when both of us feel like the weak link. Yeah, and it is hard. It's hard for your ego to feel like the weak link. It's hard because you feel like I'm taking half of this person's money (laughs) and I don't deserve it. Um, Everybody wants to feel like they're contributing. It it really—now, I will say over the years, it has gotten much better for me because I know that, like, eventually I'll contribute something. And now it's more when I feel like the weak link, I more just try to lean into it and say, you know what? You're on fire. Go. Right. As opposed to saying, oh, my God, I'm not contributing. She's contributing so much. Ah." I'm like, hey, Sarah's on a roll. Let me just sit back and and reap the benefits. Well, and also like reframing it as gratitude for that other person being on a roll or being on fire right now. Like, I think, like, especially because, like, I think it really comes to a head for me in the writer's room Mm, because it's just like, there will be times when it's just like, oh, well, Liz is having, like, great great idea after great idea, and I'm just, like, sitting here. And... Like, you ju- you start to, like, really beat up on yourself. Yes. Like, you really start to think, like, oh, God, like, I suck. I'm not—I have nothing to offer yes. in this situation. And one, every single person who's ever been in a writer's room feels like yeah, that. Absolutely. And, <laughs> or ever done anything anywhere in the world. Yes, in any industry. <laughs> um, but also, like, I'm just like, great, I'm sitting here, so I'm not having a great day. Liz is my partner. She's having a great day. Therefore, I am worthwhile. Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) We have learned over the years that we've learned over the years in a larger context to take credit for the other person's work. (laughs) It's like if anyone in our team is contributing, then the team is contributing. Then we are badasses. And, you know, psychologically, something I think that helps. And again, this is not about being a writer. This is just any part being part of any team. Yeah is to think if the other people, person or people, are staying in this team, you must be contributing. Right. Because people don't want to carry dead weight. (laughs) They really don't. So just know that even if you're having a moment of feeling that you're not not up to par, 
they're not feeling that. You right. know, and it's like if I'm not if if I'm not having an idea, you're not like, oh, Liz is so worthless. Why have I spent 19 years as her partner? She doesn't have an idea over lunch today. You yeah, know, right. you're just like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> right. Um, we all go through these waves. And when someone is having great ideas, yippee. Encourage them. Yeah. Keep them coming. Draw them out. Because you can get an incredible amount of work done if someone, for whatever reason, got a good amount of sleep or whatever, is having great ideas. Go for it. Yeah. Don't try to do what I have done sometimes in the past, which is try to squash them <laughs> because you feel bad about yourself. That's yes. what you don't want to do. You don't want to take out your insecurity on the other person. Right. And also, like, People are in teams because because the other person is contributing. And, like, a part of a team dynamic yes. is supporting each other. Yes, and everybody rising and falling. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't need a team. Exactly. None of us are great 100% of the time. Or, I mean, no one I've met. <laughs> Someone must be. Yeah. I don't know who they Oprah. are. Yeah, Oprah. Damn her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So we all struggle with it, 100%. Yeah. You're you're completely normal to struggle, um, but don't give in to it. Yeah. You can do it, Linda. There's a reason this person wants to be in a partnership with you. Yes. You're awesome. Okay, Sarah, it is time for hits and bombs. Yes. We have a dual bomb today. Yes. Um uh, <laughs> Both of us have utterly failed to set up summer play dates for our <laughs> children. Um, and it's just, it's hard because we're scheduling so many things that yeah. adding to it, more scheduling is difficult. No, I feel like 80% of our time, and this is not true, but it feels like 80% of our time is just like scheduling this meeting, scheduling that meeting. Like, it's exhausting figuring out when we're going to do this versus when we're going to do that. Yeah. And then it's like sometimes there's camp, sometimes there's not camp. Yeah. Sometimes there's this activity or that activity, which you have to then, um, you know, has to correspond with the other kids' camp and activities. Yes. And so it's just... It, it feels like this crazy—to embark on a play date feels like it's going to be this endless email chain that yeah. never resolves. <laughs> yeah, so we both suck at it. This is the bad parenting segment. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, but we intend to do we better. We will do better. Well, didn't you arrange a play date for Violet? I did. Knowing that we had this segment, it inspired you. Yes. To, to, was, and was it good? It was great. I was actually going to talk about it in our next segment. But uh, yes, it was great. It was really fun. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, okay, in our hit today, Sarah, um, we are giving a big hit to Hollywood writers. Yes. We are in the midst of a disagreement, nice way of saying it, a disagreement with the Association of Talent Agents. Um, so we have all fired our agents. TV writers and feature writers. Yes. And writers are really stepping up to help each other. Yes, it is um, really nice to see. Writers are, um, because normally you would get a job well, often through an agent um, submitting you to something that obviously isn't happening now. Mm -hmm. um, so writers are really stepping up to suggest other writers for jobs and also doing things what's called boosting. Like on Twitter, people are reading other writers' scripts and then saying, hey, I read this writer. They have a, you know, psychological thriller pilot. Um, they're really good. You should hire them. 
And it's working. I mean, every, you know, all the shows got staffed and the, you know, streaming shows continue to get staffed. And now it's development season. And again, I think people are suggesting other people for projects that aren't right for them mm-hmm. and reaching out and helping each other get the work we need to get. Yes. And uh, Facebook has been a really useful tool as well. There are a lot of Facebook groups starting where writers can talk to each other. There are Facebook groups with executives and producers and writers where we can communicate and and kind of help support each other. It's all, you know, uh, we think this action is going to go on for a long time. Um, So, you know, we really hope this level of supporting each other and helping each other continues. Right now, feature writers seem to need outreach a lot. Um, That's not our thing, unfortunately. We're strictly TV. But, you know, are we really hope that between the WGA and managers and lawyers and proactive executives and proactive writers, that feature writers will feel supported during this time as well? Yes, because it's not an easy time, but important issues are at stake. So um, we're, we say it's a very interesting time in Hollywood, and it's a time for writers to band together um, and help each other. Yes. All right. Up next, a Hollywood hack that will get you out of the house more. But first, this break. Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. Make plans immediately. Yes, I love this so much. It seems so simple. Yes, but it's not because normally we (laughs) think of doing something and then we go, oh, I'll plan that. I'll make a plan for that. And we don't. Right. We send ourselves an email to do it at a future date. (laughs) Exactly. So I just did this, Sarah. Okay. So I, on Instagram, saw the Jane Club, which is, I'm very interested in. It's a new um, women's sort of work Club, Uh I guess you would call it, started by June Diane Raphael, who's um, one of the actresses on Grace and Frankie. Love her so much. And very funny and et cetera. Yes. Um, So I saw on Instagram that the Jane Club is hosting Bitch Sesh. And you know I've talked about Bitch Sesh. It's a real Housewives breakdown podcast with Casey Wilson and Danielle Snyder, and I'm obsessed with it. And you took me to a show. Yes, Yes, I did. Um, So I saw they were having a fundraiser, and so you could—they're actually having what they're calling an intimate cocktail party. So if you buy a ticket, you get to go actually, like, have drinks with Danielle and Casey in June, and then they're doing a live bitch sesh um, show. This is like your fantasy evening. Oh, it's my fantasy. So the second I saw it, I didn't wait. I didn't say, oh, interesting. Immediately, I texted our friend Nichelle, who's Uh also a Housewives fan— 
And I was like, I sent her a screenshot and said, what do you think? And she got back to me in like 20 seconds. <laughs> I'm in. I said, tickets are going to go fast. I'm getting them now. And I got our tickets within like seven minutes of me initially seeing this. Michelle and I had our tickets. Amazing. And we are going, and I'm very excited. And it will be like the best night of your life. Yes. Um, But if I hadn't just acted, I never would have acted. Right. It's like you have to do it right away. Well, you could have waited. The tickets would have been gone, et cetera. Yes. And this is also what we did with the Women's March. Yes. In Washington, D.C. Yes. We, like, saw a notice about the Women's March happening. We were like, we are doing this. We booked a hotel. We booked plane tickets. We emailed Lori Zacks and said, hey, do you want to go to this thing? You called Amanda, our producer, Chuck's wife, um, and said, hey, do you want to go to this thing? And literally within 15 minutes, we were going to D.C. Yes. And it was one of the best experiences of our lives. And had we waited even a day, we probably wouldn't have done it because all the hotels would have been booked. And we just we would have thought of reasons not to go. Oh, there will be one in L.A., blah, 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 which there was. And it was also cool. Yes. But we did it. And um, it's just such a such a good feeling to make a plan. Yes. And uh, this is what I was inspired by this to set up a play date. Ah. And then, like, again, because I just did it, then it happened very quickly. I sent a text to a mom. We met up at the park. We biked. We everything. It was great. So let's do more of this. Okay. Let's make plans immediately. Right. Don't just talk about it. Do it. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole 30's Melissa Urban, Do the Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Should have talked about how I felt like a weak link when I was lying in bed with pneumonia. <laughs> that will make one feel like a weak link. <laughs> it's like a very weak. I was a weak link when I had my surgery. Okay. It all balances out. From the Onward Project. <laughs>